York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm talking, talking, I'm talking straight out. New out. York, New York, big city of dreams. What's going on? This is Jay Ellis from Nick of Time Show. Here, give you that Knicks talk just in the nick of time. And it's time once again to talk about these Knicks. The Knicks lose a tough game, a seesaw battle up in the mountains of Utah, 104 to 113. RJ Barrett had a nice little game, at least in the first half. Finishes with 23 points and six assists. Julius Randle looks like he's returned to old form and drops a 30 piece with five or six and six rebounds. Mitchell Robinson dominates today without Rudy Gobert in the starting lineup gives you 19 points and 21 rebounds career high 20 career high 21 rebounds Evan Fournier chips in with 16 and the bench gets obliterated obliterated by this Utah Jazz with the tipping point being 30 to 11 advantage Utah and we're all going to talk about the ins the outs the ups and downs of this loss to the Utah Jazz but you already know what it is man before we even talk about these other games, I have to introduce my guy, the man, the myth, the legend, the guy with the stats. Brian G's in the building. Knicks, I'm tired of your tears of sorrow that you caused me. I'm tired of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all tired, man. We, we, we all tired. We're tired. We're tired of the abuse. This is an abusive relationship we're stuck in line. This is Brian, this is an abusive relationship. They get our hopes up. They run the ball. They Mitch is, is flying all over the place. He's looking dominant. They give us hope. We're up. Ryan, up 12 points. 12 points coming into the fourth quarter only to lose to this Utah Jazz. And it's it's heart-wrenching. It's heart-wrenching, but I can't say I didn't see it coming, bro. I can't say I didn't see it coming because there's one thing that they have that we don't have. And we know what that is, Ryan? A what closer. A closer. A closer. Yeah. All right? When the things got tight, they, they got to lean on Donovan Mitchell. They got to have him go ISO one-on-one and, and drive to the lane with – Julius Randle tri- dra- draped over him like a cheap suit. We don't have these options here in New York Knicks land. And that's, that, to me, was one of the biggest things, the biggest difference of the game in the fourth quarter, fourth quarter execution. And let's get this thing going, man. Ryan, I already know, you already know what the deal is, man. You the stats and the facts, man. We lost we lost this game, so you got to read these terrible stats. <laughs> All right, so um, hope y'all are prepared. So the Knicks lost. 113 to 104 to the Utah Jazz. Of course, Julius Randle looked like his old self tonight. 30 points, six rebounds, five assists. Money making Mitch. Yeah. Pay that man. Pay that man. <laughs> 19 points. Titus career high. 21 rebounds. Let's go. Two steals. Three blocks. It's a monster in the paint all game. Gunshots for money making Mitch. <laughs> yes, sir. Then we have RJ Barrett, 23 points, 7 rebounds, 6 assists, but he shot 8 of 25 from the field, so it wasn't a good shooting night for RJ Barrett. Mm-hmm. Um, Evan Fournier, 16 points off of 5 of 12 shooting from the field. And I'm not even going to get to the bench because the bench was just terrible today. Yeah. So we're going to get to. Yeah. Um, you like to say Basura. That's what you like to say. Yeah, Basura. Yes, Basura. <laughs> that, that, that was the bench tonight. Mm-hmm. And um, we're going to get to the team stats. So the Knicks out rebounded the Jazz fifty six to forty nine. 
mm-hmm. which is a positive, but at the end of the day, it doesn't mean much because off of the 16 turnovers the Knicks had, the Jazz had 27 points, which pretty much led to their victory. Yeah, 16 turnovers. Look, the Knicks started off, I think they had six turnovers in the half, so the, for them to finish with that and for them to score 27 off of turnovers lets you know the story. We was not getting back in transition. Transition defense has been a point of contention for us all season long. And it, it kicked us in the foot, especially because of the type of the type of turnover was happening. At one point, Ryan, Evan Fournier dribbled the ball off of his foot. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> like oh, whose hands is this? It's like Evan Fournier is so frustrating. Like he's he 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 saved us so much. He's having a great January, great two thousand and 22 actually but man that hurt uh that that absolutely hurt and not only that it's like when julius randall is starting the offense from like 50 feet off outside of the three-point line when he was eating before all the uh, from the free throw line under people setting him up alec burke setting him up um getting easy rebounds running off of transition um even getting some walk-up threes like that's the type of randall that we wanted to see end of the game happens I don't know, man. The bench was so bad. I just feel like the bench was so bad that the, that Tom had to pull them. And it wore out the starters, man, because I feel like two things was happening in that fourth quarter. One, the, the starters were a little bit tight. I feel like they got a little bit scared because there's a few open shots that they passed up. Randall was hitting that mid-range jumper all game. He passed up a wide-open mid-range jumper with, like, a minute left. Two, I, do, I think they were gassed, too. I do feel like they were gassed. In that fourth quarter, and Mitch played a lot of minutes, uh, 36 minutes again, monster night. But he was not getting those rebounds in the fourth quarter that he was getting in the first three. Mm. Yeah, man, it was definitely tied legs that led the Knicks to lose this game towards the end. And D nice, I see you, man. So you want Burke stats? I'm gonna give you Burke stats because it's terrible. Terrible. He had five points mm. on two of ten shooting from the field. Six rebounds one assist so there we go but yeah the Knicks had tie legs um Mitch was dominating pretty much all game he was grabbing rebounds like crazy he definitely took advantage of Rudy Gobert not being in the starting lineup but towards the end of the game my man was not grabbing no more rebounds and then you then you saw him at the free throw line when he missed that but when he missed the free throw like wide left yeah that lets that lets you know everything that that man was just tired and gassed and the Knicks starters were gassed at the end and then like you said the Utah Jazz has Mitchell has Mitchell um Donovan Mitchell there to close out the game for them while the Knicks just looked stagnant with the offense late in the game and they couldn't find a way to close. But my my issue with this game is okay, so we're we're approaching the trade deadline, right? Yes, we are. So of course the chatter among Knicks land is the Knicks need a point guard. And by watching this game today, Burks and IQ didn't do anything to show that a point guard is not needed. Because yeah. there was a lot of because there was a lot of situations where I'm looking at this game and I'm like, if the Knicks had a legit point guard, things would work out much better for them. And I, I don't want the Knicks to like make any moves that any rash moves where they give up a whole lot of pieces to bring somebody in. But damn, man, they're on a skid right now. It's not looking good because you have Denver coming up, then you have the Warriors coming up. Yep. And the Knicks have to do something before that trade deadline because a point guard is definitely needed. I'm not even sure if the point guard situation is going to be solved this season. I feel like 
we're just gonna have to experiment. We have Deuce McBride on the bench chilling. We have Yokobitis overseas who might have interest in. Um, you already heard the Darren, the Aaron Fox rumors has been floating around. That I'm not sure if that's a done deal or not. But I I feel like I'm not sure if the point guard situation will be fixed this season necessarily. We might have some experiments happening, but I don't think it'll be fixed this season. And Kemba Walker, we'll, we'll start there. Kemba Walker misses his first game, misses the first game of the back-to-back, do the rest. So you have Alec Burke starting. And truth be told, I feel like, you know, Tibbs kind of prefers this, right? Because you saw what happened. Alec Burks was getting torched in the first half. Torched in the first half. Uh, I was calling for McBride because at one point, Alec Burks had like four fouls. And I was like, okay. He had four fouls. IQ was erratic. And I was just like, you know what? Try Let's try McBride. Let's let's give McBride a try. Give him two minutes to see what he can do because it seems like things was working out. But um, I, I do give – the Knicks adjusted, though, because they – because Donovan Mitchell did score 26, I think it was like 26 points in the first half. The second half, that he didn't score that much. He only scored like I think I believe six points or so. But um, the Knicks changed the way they they guarded him. They were switching on everything. Uh, they was bringing Mitch up to double, and it slowed Donovan Mitchell down considerably into the fourth quarter. But lo and behold, still we need a point guard because in the fourth quarter came, uh, we didn't have a point guard to get us to our sets. We have a, we didn't have a guy who can finish. Now right now. It's looking like RJ is trying to take that next step. The the Bodman, he's been having a great month. Today he finishes with 23 points, 27 from three, eight with 25 from the field. But today didn't seem like when the fourth quarter came. Um, let me how did you feel about RJ running? I, I know we, we I usually feel a little bit more comfortable in the fourth quarter when RJ has the ball in his hands as opposed to Randall. Well, how did you feel today, Ryan? When uh, with RJ not touching the ball as much in the fourth quarter, did you feel like that was a good move or bad move, or maybe because you know Randall was going, maybe he was, maybe he was comfortable with Randall having it going? I'll say this: if you're going to go based off of performances since January, RJ Barrett probably would have been would have been the better choice to have, you know, have the ball in his the hands late in the game to see if you can make something happen. But this is the game where I say where I say that I'll make an exception because RJ Barrett was not shooting the ball well today. Julius Randle had it going. So I can understand why the ball was in Julius Randle's hands late in the game because he was like he had the guy, he had the hot hand and you're hoping that he can perhaps, you know, try to create double teams and then, you know, pass out the double teams and try to see if they can find open shooter and stuff like that. But it just didn't work out for them. So should the ball be in RJ Barrett's hand based on performances since the year started? Of course, because RJ Barrett's been our best player, you know, since the year started. But this is the one game where I don't – I'm not going to put too much blame for the ball being in Julius Randle's hands since he was the guy that had it going tonight. I kind of have that same feeling today. It was like he has he hasn't had it going in so long. I'm like, you know what? Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. He seemed a lot more decisive. It's funny because he finished the first half of one turnover and the first half of one turnover, turnover. Then the end of the game, he has five turnovers. I'm like, yo, how do you do this every single time? <laughs> you just find new ways to turn the ball over. I I guess a talent in itself. But quietly, I mean, quietly. 
During this losing streak, Julius Randle is having like one of his the best stretches of the season so far during a losing streak, which is kind of insane because I think this is like the third game in a row where he shot a decent percentage. He shot what fifty percent today from the field. Yeah. I think he shot fifty percent from the field the day before, and I think in like high forties or something the game before that. And he's been more decisive. And this is like a this is the other, another time when he was the mid range killer last season. Julius Randle was a maestro from the mid range. Today, they were trying to switch on him. Right? Um, he was actually taking advantage of the mismatches today. Like when people were switching on him, he was able to shoot right over them cleanly. He wasn't doing that in that LA game. Today, he was doing it. So it seemed like Julius is starting to get his rhythm offensively. So if you're going to take some pros from this game, it's Julius Randle. Getting in the room offensively. Um, RJ Barrett, first half RJ Barrett was amazing because he seemed like he was starting to hit that mid-range jumper with with regularity off the dribble. And Mitchell Robinson, he's realizing that he's the man. Like, like <laughs> with no Rudy Gobert in the middle, he was just like when when the mice away, like when, when the cats away, the mice will play, he just dominated. It almost seemed like the game plan for the Knicks was just to miss the shot, so 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 <laughs> Mitchell Robinson could get it. <laughs> yeah, man, and I mean, on top of that, like Mitch had ten offensive rebounds, so I mean, that's a crazy number right there because he was just grabbing the boards. Like Utah literally had nobody in the paint that could stop Mitchell Robinson. He was just dominating like crazy, and um. And with R.J. Barrett, I know R.J. Barrett had a tough shooting night, but I'll give R.J. Barrett this, though. I liked his defensive effort on Donovan Mitchell because he really stepped up to the plate and, and locked down Donovan Mitchell for stretches where he where Donovan Mitchell was missing shots and couldn't take over the game like he wanted to. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I definitely agree. I, th- I think the, defensively the whole team did well on Donovan Mitchell. For Mitch, who was – Blocking shots, getting ten offensive rebounds, a career high rebounding night. Actually finishing through contact tonight, um, Mitch Robinson. He was he was dominating, deterring shots at the rim, closing out on shooters at three point line, stealing the ball. Like Robinson was all over the place. The, it seemed like the team defense was great with from with RJ and Robinson and and Julius Randall switching on to Donovan. Um, but it also seemed like once Robinson left, that whole dynamic changed. Because when Noel came into the game after that, it just seemed like that energy pretty much dropped down. As a matter of fact, not even just Noel, when the second unit got into the game, it seemed like that's when the real struggles started to happen. Um, especially, you know, and because, you know, and, and I guess another pro, I mean, if you want to call this a pro, we got to see a little bit of Cam Reddish today. We got Cam uh, with no Grimes. Grimes was out with a sore knee. No Kemba Walker because he's on resting on the bat to back. We saw Cam Reddish play. He had a couple of flashes today. What did you think about Cam's game today, man? Um, yeah, like you said, Cam had a couple of flashes. Um, there are a few plays that that you know I like to point to. There was this one play where I forgot who had the ball, but he was double teamed, and then Cam, then Cam had the wherewithal to cut to the basket and he, I think he got fouled on that play when he when he got the ball to try to get the layup so 
Cam added an element there that the Knicks have been missing all season. Knicks Holly made cuts to the basket, so I I was proud of that. Yeah. Defen- defensively, um, you know, when he's guarding a guy one on one, he's still a good defender, but he still struggles when when he's coming off screens. Yeah. You know, he he struggled in that aspect. Um, and you could tell he's struggling with some of the rotations too. Like I, I felt like he was late on a couple of rotations for a wide open threes. It was kind of contributed to. That uh, the comeback that happened in that third quarter. Yeah, but but you know, like I think for me, I think it's really hard to critique Cam Reddish because just the fact, just for the simple fact that he's gotten so many DMPs and you throw him into the game. Yeah, you know, so you can't really expect him to do really well. You know, it's it's like I like I try to I like I like to compare this to like the way the Knicks use Frank Nilakina. You know, like you can't expect a guy to be on the bench for all this time. And expect mm-hmm. them to just perform when you just throw them in the game like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's had so many DMPs. You really can't expect much from Cam Reddish. We need to see how this guy does when he gets consistent minutes. But for, for what I've seen, it's like, it's erratic. It's like he had he had a few good moments. He had a few bad moments. Yeah. Nah, absolutely. We missed some. You're missing the steadiness of our bench. Uh, kind of miss Grimes a little bit today and his consistent defense. Maybe hits the three. Um, Derrick Rose is on the way back. We're definitely missing a floor general to kind of keep steady that second unit. Um, this is one of those games where if we had a second, our second unit was clicking on all cylinders as quickly. wasn't erratic because it was tailored too quickly today, right? There was times when quickly was setting people up for easy lobs and easy dunks. And then there was times when he's chucking threes when he wasn't supposed to. Um so if those things didn't happen, then this game today might have been different because we overcame a lot. We overcame a lot. Like, we were in this game despite shooting 8 for 33 from 3, 24%, despite missing a crap load of free throws, uh, 24 from 35, 68%. Um, we were still in this game on the road um, in the fourth quarter. So it's like this is one of those games where – the details matter. The details matter. The details matter. You can't turn over the ball in key moments. You have to hit your free throws, and you, you have to execute, and you have to you have to hit these open shots, man. And hopefully, when Derrick Rose comes back, uh, hopefully, you know, hopefully Derrick Rose will comes back and will steady the ship. And you know what, Cam Reddish, he might get some more burn right now. That Grimes is is out with a sore knee. We're not sure how long that's going to deter him and have him out the game. But um, hopefully Cam Reddish gets on track too. I, I, I like what you said. He did move well across um, off the ball. R.J. Barrett found him for a nice dish moving off the ball. Um, he's supposed to be known for his three-point shots, catch-and-shoot threes. Maybe once he gets more more um, comfortable, he'll start to hit those threes again um, because we, we're going to need him. If, Cam, if Grimes is going to be out, we're going to need that length, and we're going to need him to be consistent in the defensive end to kind of, uh, you know, Help this second unit stay afloat because 11, 11 points and the atrocious defense from the second unit, not good. Second unit, you know, we're used to them overperforming, having the plus minuses, the pluses on the plus minus side. All the second unit had a a, a negative. And Cam Reddish, negative 21. Emmanuel quickly, negative 20. Uh, Nerlens Noel, negative 16. If you want to look at the loss, a lot of it had to do with the second unit and missed free throws and missed threes. Mm. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, most definitely. All right. Shout out to the chat, man. Shout out to everybody else rocking with the KOT show. Um, I know we got Reaper coming in the call, but before we get to that, I'm gonna just say this real quick. 
uh hold on one second you guys already know you guys already know shout out to fubu tv fubu tv for for you knicks fans who want to watch uh knicks games and you're tired of using comcast you don't want to use traditional cable all you gotta do is sign up for fubu tv they don't have blackouts they have live sports channels and other cable channels for you to watch and there is no contracts as well so all you gotta do is click that link and you'll pay every month for fubu tv and you can cancel at any time all right because there is no contracts all right links will be in the description and links will be in the chat from fritz all right here we go all right first caller up we have our guy reaper reaper what's going on man what do you want to talk about hey what's up fellas hey jay ellis what's, what's up going g thank you guys for taking my call yeah i mean it's uh you know I think I'm going to keep saying this with you guys. Every time I'm going to call you guys, they're going to slap your head and say, why this again? But Tom Thibodeau, you know, he's, you know, this is why he should have been playing Deuce McBride a little bit early in the season. <laughs> How did I know he was going to say that? <laughs> he just like, it's it's crazy, but it's so painfully obvious, you know. Uh, he put all his eggs in, like, you know, put a, you know, in the uh, menu quickly basket in terms of developing, like, a point guard for a second unit. And, you know, maybe Miles McBride, we don't see the practices. Maybe there's something he doesn't like from Miles during practice, and maybe that's why he doesn't want to play him. But tonight, it's just like, you know, you needed to do something, right? And it's, um, like, he just, like, he does, he just, it's almost like he doesn't care. He, it's almost like he's a gambler. He's got a losing hand. And it's like, and he just keeps taking losses, and he's about to lose everything. And it's like everybody knows it, except it's it's almost like he's got paralysis or something, and right. he just can't, you know, make that decision to like, you know, to move on to try something different. And so, you know, it's unfortunate. So that's one thing. And the other thing is like Julius Randle. He had a great game, but man, he was terrible in that fourth quarter. Yeah, in that first fourth quarter. Yeah, terrible decision. I mean, like, you guys talked about when he drove in the lane, he had a little man on him. Actually, he was wide open when he got to the lane, and he passes the ball out to the yeah. three-point line. It's, yeah. just, it's crazy stuff like that. He does it constantly, you know. Um, and now, even quickly, and some of the other guys, a lot of these younger players do be doing the same dumb stuff. Quickly did it in, uh, earlier this game. Yeah, he and passed like, the OB. They've been doing it the whole season, mm-hmm. and it's like, it's so annoying, you know, and it's like, I just don't understand why, you know, and I think they get it from him because it's just like you see it so often. They'll drive in the lane sometimes, and they have a shot. You can just take a shot, and then they'll just pass the ball because there's somebody who's got a little bit of space at the three-point line, and then they'll pass it to him, and the person clanks it. And it's just like – so it it is a little crazy. And, um, and of course, like, I don't know what's going on with Nerland. Maybe he's not healthy, but – He's been atrocious, you know. Man. So. <laughs> it's crazy because Nerlens the World saved our season last season when Mitch went out. Like, he was the reason why he was one of the best defenses in the league. It was like him and, and Reggie. All of a sudden, he just became a, like a shell of himself. I don't know what happened to dude. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's crazy. He's like, he's not effective at, you know, uh, defending shots. It's you know I, I told you guys like the the last few games his uh uh defense you know his percentage when people are like when he challenges shots is like it's absurd it's, he's constantly like 
uh, it's constantly like over 70%. And that's like crazy, you know? Yeah. So he's like not stopping anything, you know? So, you know, so that's sad. And of course, you know, Alec Burks at the point guard, I, I just, you know, it's just crazy to me. You have Miles McBride on the bench, you know, just try it. This is <laughs> like, a, yeah. at least for defensive purposes, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, most definitely. I, I mean, then we had, we had damn Alfred Payton at point guard last week. Like, <laughs> come on now. <laughs> yeah, nah, he, he likes his big point guards, man. Like, I, I'm, I'm, because even as bad as Alfred Payton was, Alfred Payton was, what, 6'5? Yeah, about I think yeah. He, yeah. He, he likes his big point guards, man. Like if if you're not going to be Derrick Rose like with your your break your breakdown speed, he wants size so you can switch. Like that's the way I'm seeing it right yeah. now. But the crazy thing, Pete Brooks is not a point guard. <laughs> no, that's the crazy no, part. No, at this point, uh, because you have Barrett, you know, like he's becoming more of a primary playmaker. I mean, they're better off playing starting quickly at the point guard position, you know, although he's playing horrendous, but then so is Burks. I mean, like, yeah. so you might as well, like, you know, just, you know, start quickly because, I don't know, it's just so it, it's a little crazy. I mean, he doesn't have a ton of options either, like, especially, um, but the reason why he doesn't have a ton of options because he painted himself, he kind of cornered himself, you know, because he didn't want to play Miles McBride early in the season. Now he's, you know, he's got point guards, all his guards are struggling. And yeah. then the other thing is, like, I'm not a coach or anything, but, man, his offense is atrocious, especially for the second unit. Uh, even, like, the previous games uh, where the second units have struggled and they had Grimes, uh, it'll be quickly Grimes, and you got OB. I mean, okay, your best, basically, your best players right now, your most consistent players on that second unit is OB and Grimes, and it's like they don't run anything for them. You know, there's yeah. no place for Obi, no place for Grimes, you know, and it's just like they, and Obi all the time is a stupid dribble handoff at the three point line they do with him. And uh, instead of running a pick and roll, you know, yeah, they, man. I mean, do something. Yeah, quickly, so, quickly's had stretches where like it looks like he's about to, he's getting it. And then he'll have stretches like today where he's passing when he's supposed to be shooting and shooting when he's supposed to be passing. And he's, like, all turned around and doesn't know where to go. And today was one of those days. Like, he passed up Alec Burks wide open in the corner for three to drive him the lane to, like, a contested two. And then, like, after that, he gets right at the rim and passes the ball off to Obi for the, for three. And it's like, he's, he's, he's wires across right now. He's doing his, he's doing his best Randall's, his best Randall's <laughs> impression right now. <laughs> So I mean I hope yeah. they get it back together. Uh, because you know he's had he's racked up a good amount of assists in a certain amount of time, mm -hmm. but today wasn't today just today just wasn't it for him, man. It just wasn't it. And that's why that second yeah. unit was the point guard play for the second unit was not good. It just was not. <laughs> yeah. I mean it's um you know, and it, uh, he gets that stuff from Julius. Uh but yeah, the coach um I'm really starting to realize is like, you know, his offense is just like it's almost like he's so with the coach is like you know he depends on reads like, he depends on reads like you have to make the offense yeah. like so it's not set plays it's like the guards there have to look at the look at the look at the what's happening on the defense and make a and make a read based on that and they're not reading the game correctly and that's why depending on who's running it it looks bad or good. <laughs>
Yeah. But with the second union, I don't know if you can, especially with IQ struggling the way he is, I don't know if it's a good idea to run that. And then you give Julius Randle the way he's been struggling. I mean, like, he, show, he, can't, he shows he can barely read the, all, the defense properly then. It's just like, I just think it's a, a terrible, I, I just think it's a terrible idea. I think maybe you can run it sometimes if you got RJ doing the, ball, uh, the bulk of, like, the um, uh, playmaking. Right. Um, but with Julius, I mean, that's just a terrible idea. And so, and then of course, Fournier is like crazy turnovers, and like he just does, like sometimes he's like a lot of boneheaded plays. Yeah. And just uh, a lot of these guys, we just depend way too much. Like we're dependent way too much on like people that make way too much mistakes. Like that Fournier makes a lot of boneheaded plays. That's that's so the, you depend on him in the crunch time. That's the front office. And then office Julius right now, does man. the same thing. That's the front office, yeah. man. Like at this point, it's like. Maybe you can try McBride. That's the only thing I can say he could try that he didn't try. But, I mean, RJ had the, the ball a lot in his hand today, man. RJ had the ball a lot in his hand today. Alec Burst is running point. IQ was running point. And, I mean, Grant, we was in the game for – we was in the game for – I'll say this. We were in the game for a lot of this game. So, it was like I feel yeah. like we maxed out the talent that we had on the team today. Like, to be honest with you. I mean, could the coach have put McBride in? Yeah, he could have put McBride in. At a certain point, but even though he didn't put McBride in, we were up, and uh, we were up going into the fourth quarter, you know, by twelve. So <laughs> I don't. I'm. This, I'm not gonna go too hard on tips today. Like it's. This is. This is one of those things where we just don't have the talent to, to to compete. One, we don't have the talent, and two, it's we. So we the chances we had, we blew the chance. We blew some chances that we had. Like you can't miss free. You can't miss ten free throws. Yeah, I mean that's definitely true. That's a big part of it too. But the thing with Tibbs is like it's almost like I don't feel like his offense even makes anyone on his team really better. You know, I guess that's what I was trying to say earlier. Right. I feel like he just kind of leans on on the, on his talents and what they're good at. Um, it just his offense. I'm you know I'm realizing now he just he's not making anyone on his team better. You know, you hear about some players, but there are a lot of good teams. And it's like uh, they'll have, like, these, you know, uh, role players that play really well, and they get, you know, and everyone is afraid to, uh, to sign them because, like, they're like, oh, you know, I think he's a system player. So there's a lot of coaches like that that make their players look a lot better than they are. Because of the And system. it's just like. Right. Yeah. And, and he, you know, he his system just doesn't, you know. Good I point. mean, you look at Open Top and, you know, just it's kind of just unbelievable um the you know how we're wasting that talent there yeah because so, he's, he's, so. he's picking rolling beginning of the season and now he's 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 back to shooting threes exclusively he's kind of crazy yeah <laughs> yeah leaving them in the corner yeah uh yeah. and one last thing i just wanted to say too is like it's yeah you guys are right it was like uh because the second unit struggles so much and again they struggle so much because tibbs offense is just trash that's why they're struggling um but you know the because the um, uh, I think Mitchell Robinson played ten minutes in the fourth quarter. He was basically he was gas, so he yep. couldn't really control the paint like he was uh, earlier in the game. Because mm -hmm. uh, if you look at the rebound totals, like you look at basically a lot of his totals, he uh, in the fourth quarter I think he had three rebounds. I mean, which is which is good, you know, it's not bad, right? But the previous quarters he had like five rebounds and above. He had seven. Right. Uh, then five in the second quarter, six in the third, and they had three in the last quarter. He was just gas. Yeah, he was gas. Yeah. 
And it was after, so, and then he was running up to a three point line to cover Donovan Mitchell, and then running back to the center position, and then trying to get like they was he was working. Mitchell yep. was working, working today, man. <laughs> you know, this is that's the crazy thing I was telling you guys about is like, you know, it, it's really crazy. Like it's him, RJ, lead this basically lead the team in uh, contested shots, and it's like it's kind of crazy to see him. He's like they got him flying everywhere. I don't know. I'm I'm not like again. I'm not a a, a coach, but it just is kind of crazy. It doesn't feel right that he's like he's like flying everywhere. Like he's all over the place. It just it's kind of crazy. It just seems like the rotations are just something wrong. But on de- the defensive rotations is just off, you know. So I, I don't think. It, uh, I, but, I, I mean, I, I'll push back on that. I mean, he's a def- defensive coach, and that's what you don't need to do to play defense. Just fly around everywhere. But I, I feel like the I feel like the offense is more a problem personally. Personally, but uh, yeah, yeah. Thanks for calling, Reaper man. Yeah. I appreciate the call, though. Oh, thanks, man. Woo, man. Mm. Yeah, man. This is a tough one, man. It's a tough one. But uh, one thing I can say after all this is, uh, pay that man, Ryan. Pay yeah, that man. <laughs> pay that man. Pay that man. Pay that man. Oh, we got another caller. Okay, cool. We ha- we have another caller. Uh, before we get to that, I'm gonna just say this. Mitsu, you're because you already know. Shout out to Ryan G who put down a little, uh, a little a room report breakdown. The Detroit Pistons, as you know, are interested in Mitchell Robinson. Um, I'm not interested in giving <laughs> them anything though, and I think Knicks Nation and Ryan G would agree that. We want to that man has to stay. Pay that man. Do you cause you see exactly. you see the difference, right? <laughs> you see the difference, right? Ah uh, man. I, and listen, here's the thing about the news from this. Um, and I feel like we haven't talked about it enough on this channel. The Knicks can offer Mitchell Robinson money. They can offer him a trade extension. They can they can sign him to a contract anytime. They assign him to a contract at any time. So they're waiting for a reason. Like, I'm not sure if they're waiting to sign him because they feel like, um, you know, they want him They want him to test the market to see how much the market wants to pay for him, and then they can match. Also, I don't know if they're trying to wait and see if they can tr- include him in a trade package and, you know, keep the money low by including him in a trade package or something else. Or, like... Or what? So, like, the fact that the Knicks haven't signed him yet and he had the option to is something interesting to look at. But at the end of the day, I, um, it's obviously it's obvious that his conditioning and his strength is really uh is, is helped elevate his game to another level. He's being more consistent. He's finishing through contact. He's falling a lot less. He's taking advantage of the of the mismatches he's given on his center position. And Mitch is performing so. Pay that man, show him the money, open up that checkbook. And I'm I'm sure Ryan G agrees. <laughs> yeah, man, most definitely. But for me personally, um, I see Fritz just put in the chat four years fifty five mil is the max they can offer now. They can offer more once he's unrestricted, and that's my thing, because I'm like, I don't know if waiting until free agency is the right thing to do because the way Mitch is playing right now, a team's gonna be willing to pay him. And I don't want it to get to a point where a team is offering him a whole lot of bread. Yeah. And, and, and for the Knicks to keep him, they're going to have to match that. 
So I don't I don't know why the Knicks don't re-sign him from now and have him locked in so that they don't have to possibly overpay in free agency. Right, right. I mean, that's a two-point seat. Like, you know, players can also turn down money, like, you know. So I don't know if that could be the case, too, because you know how players are, you know. You, you know, you know, like, like I'm going to test the market, see if I get more. So I'm not going to take this little 55 for four, four years. That could be the – that could – no, 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 because they have to offer him the contract. They never even offered him. So you know what? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. They, they didn't offer even him. offer the contract. They didn't even offer him the contract. They didn't even offer him the contract. So you're right. You're absolutely right. So I don't know, Knicks. I don't know what you're waiting for. I don't know if you're trying to put in a trade package or you're trying to have him test the market. But uh, talk to that man before he hit the market because he's looking scary right now. It's scary. Up. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and if we lose Mitch in the offseason, we, be we better have a stretch five lined up. For sure. Somebody. Something. Somebody. <laughs> Miles, Mo Bamba, some, something. Somebody. Exactly. All right. Uh, and we're going to get some more rumors later on after this next call. But next caller up, I think we have Emmanuel. Yes. Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, this is Emmanuel. What's going on? Um, just as frustrating, man. The second game in the world, we blew another double-digit lead. And, you know, I was watching the post game with Riley and Monica, um, very good insider um, analysts, by the way. Um, like they said, point guard. Um, I just wish that, you know, I just that Rose was here. If Rose was, was, wasn't wasn't hurt, we probably, our record would have been at least 500 or better. I mean, let's be fair. Right. I mean, it's just at this point. Yeah, it's just it's frustrating. I mean, now everybody's laughing at us, and you know now people bring up the worst thing. And I'm not, I'm not into, I'm not giving up yet, because it's it's just unfair. Because we've been through a lot, you know. I just don't want to be billed like every year because you never know what was going to happen in years. Because I'm never, I have never been a tank person right. and all that stuff. I just because of the fact is because every time when we tank 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 we don't it's no guarantee we get a top pick. I mean, I mean 2015, 2019 are examples, but uh, I haven't said that. Listen, man, look, I just hope that Thursday can give us at least a little hope. I mean, and and that's it. I mean, yeah, that's all I can say. But good night, guys, and keep up the good work. All right, man. Salute right, man. to you, Thank man. You. Salute to Manuel. He says, I do not want to rebuild, Brian G. He does not want to I, rebuild. I agree. I mean, look, the Knicks have Thibodeau. Thibodeau is not a tanking coach. So with with Thibodeau here, you cannot tank. And I, and I feel like even though the Knicks are on a, you know, they're on a little losing, losing streak right now, and I think, what, they're five or six games on the 500 right now, mm -hmm. the Knicks are still within striking distance. So I don't really see that as a tanking situation. I just I see that as a situation where you know let's see what they can do at the trade deadline. See you see if they can bring in you know hopefully they can bring in a point guard at a reasonable price, and see if that would change fortunes around it. Then and also you know Rose is supposed to come back later in the month too. So let's see how things go when Rose comes back. So I'm not giving up on the season yet. I'm not tanking yet. I I would still try to see. What what the like if I was in the front office, I would still be looking forward to being like, okay, what can we do to help this team win more games to get into the playoffs? I'm not I'm not sure where I'm at right now, to be honest with you. Um, the East is kind of tight right now, and 
there's a few things that's happening right now. I'm starting to see Julius Randle play his best basketball, but it's not translating into wins. You know what I'm saying? That's one thing. But the second thing is, too, it's like we're on borrow time with some of these young guys. Like, you want to see Grimes get more playing time. You want to see Cam Reddit get more time. You want to see Obi get more time. Because if we don't make the playoffs, then it's, it's kind of like because of what Tibbs is doing, he's kind of sacrificing playing time for these guys. Like, once again, Obi Toppin got 10 minutes. Um... Cam Reddish got, gets 15 minutes today. So it's like, it's one of those things where kind of damage you, damage you don't. It's, it's kind of like we're just caught in the middle right now. And the middle is the worst place to be. <laughs> yeah. The middle is the worst place to be. Like when you're right on the edge. But I like I, I kind of feel like if we keep tanking, if we keep sinking like this ship, I feel like we might. I, I think I'm leaning towards playing more of the young guys. After the after the trade deadline, I think I'm leaning more towards that. Um, and here's the thing, and we'll we'll, we'll go right into it, Ryan, because Ryan, you already know, it's been recorded by Mark Stein that CJ the Knicks are interested in CJ McCullum, right? CJ McCullum <clears throat> is a guy in Portland who I always liked. Like I think I mentioned him a few times on this program. Um, he's had a collapsed lung. He's been fighting right. a, a bunch of injuries. And when you're talking about guys who are closers, when you talk about guys who can hit tough shots, who can score in three levels, CJ McCollum to me clicks, checks those boxes. But um, I guess the question is, what would you give up for him? And I, I'm I'm gonna let Ryan kind of take over this conversation because you kind of broke down what you felt like the Knicks would want for CJ. So I'm, I'll let you take over at this time, Ryan. Yeah. So I, I don't know if y'all checked out my latest episode of G's Corner. So I touched on that in the video. So CJ McCollum at the moment is earning three years, one hundred million dollar contract. He's on a three year, one hundred million dollar contract, and right now he's earning thirty million a year. So straight swap is not going to work for the Knicks because the Knicks have nobody on their roster that can that that is earning thirty million a year. And on top of that, both teams are cash strapped, so the money has to match. And you know, I was messing with the ESPN trade machine, and I and I went based on what the Knicks said that they're interested in trading. They basically said that. Kemba Walker, Evan Fournier, and um, Nerlens Noel is available for trade. And on top of that, they said that they are willing to attach Burks to one of those veterans for a trade. And when you you when you use the ESPN time machine, I mean time as a trade machine to really um, check out how the money works out. Ironically enough, Fournier and Burks works to make that trade go through for um, C.J. McCollum. And I was saying that if the Blazers were interested in that type of trade, that would basically kill two birds with one stone because you bring in C.J. McCollum that he's a good player. He will definitely help out the Knicks. Um, I don't know if it's significant help, but he will definitely help make the Knicks better. And on top of that, you free up that spot in the rotation for Cam Reddish to take over, and then the Knicks can see what they can get out of Cam Reddish for the rest of the season. My thing is, I don't know if the Blazers are willing to take on 
two veterans, even if the Knicks throw in like a young player or a pick, because right now the Blazers are in sell mode, which means the Blazers are going to be looking for young players and they're going to be looking for picks. So I don't know right. if the I don't yeah I don't know if, so I don't know if the Blazers are going to be willing to take on Fournier's contract where Fournier got like three years remaining. And Burks is, is an easy contract, so I, I think they would take on Burks if a young player or, or pick is involved. So my my whole idea of the trade is I ask myself this question. Can CJ play point guard? Because if CJ comes, he's going to help, but it's not going to be significant help because he's not a point guard. Now we can see what happens when Rose comes back. Maybe when Rose comes back and he picks with CJ McCollum, you know, that might be a game changer. But right. I don't see, yeah. But I don't see that as like a significant like step forward. You know, that might help the Knicks win a few more games. But at the end of the day, I think point guard is the more major need. Yeah, and, and you know, I know a lot of conversation is CJ has played some point guard, right? Because they're saying that he has played some point guard. Uh, I feel like with Damian Lillard out, I feel like he's been kind of been sharing some more of the duties since he's been out. I think he had like a seven assist game the other day, but he's not like a pure point guard really. Right, he's more of a shooting guard, um, at that point. So that's that's one thing, one thing to think about. Two, the second thing you think about, Tom Thibodeau players, right? Is he a guy who's going to be a real defensive guy? We already know what Tom Thibodeau likes. Tom Thibodeau likes defense. He's a defensive guy. Eh, no, not really. But like, so on that regard, you would say no. But on the flip side, if you're thinking, you know what, we can package Evan Fournier and Kemba Walker, or Evan Fournier and Alec Burks. If we if we package say if we package Evan Fournier and Alec Burks right, uh, like like Ryan said, maybe you have to throw in another player to make the salary work. The other player that we play with is the real main concern because we it's, we don't want to really mortgage our future for a guy who's thirty years old, right? That's 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 the that's the main pause if you against this. The money, some people's like, oh, the money, the money, the money. I I, I don't care that much about the money. If we're getting rid of Evan Fournier, and it's like a two for one thing, because at least at that point, right? Say so. Say we get McCollum here for thirty thousand, and we and we trade away Fournier and Burks, then your glut, your glut at a small forward is 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 kind of salt. Now Cam is getting minutes. You know what I mean? Like that pathway for Cam to get minutes to at least get 15 minutes a night is there because for him to get these minutes, we need to get like a two for one somewhere. And at the same time, you get a guy who can actually close the game a lot better than anybody else we have here. So that that's the pro. The con is what do they want? Like Ryan G said, because if you want to, if you're going to add a quickly or some first round picks, that's when things get a little bit dicey for for me and that's for the front office to really figure out cuz you like we said before the the news has been always that uh Ian Begley Ian Begley said today that he that the Knicks are going to be looking to clear a roster spot to so they can play Cam Moore and we also heard that Alec Burks they're not interested in giving away Alec Burks as a one to one deal so if you put two and two together it looks like they're trying to package Alec Burks and maybe Evan Fournier, or maybe even Kemba Evan Fournier to to bring Colin here. That's what it seems like to me, anyway. And, yep, and I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah, and 
depending on how you know if they're looking to save money like like we said uh if you're looking at the salary you know all 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 cj's years are guaranteed burks has a team option so they save 10 million dollars by signing burks in a, in a year because they can just have him play next season and then cut him or they can go to Campbell walker out and it's the same kind of deal because it's like Campbell walker is only a two-year deal so something to look at something to look at let me know in the chat dude how do you feeling about i didn't read the chat yet i've been cycling through these things how do you feel about the camp how do you feel about the the uh possibility of adding cj mccullum to these new york knicks um you know what and you know what i see somebody's in in the, in the queue before i get to the queue gunshots to alexander to alex who sends a four dollar and 20 cent super chat says mitch bounding and astounding like a man possessed shout out to my guy alexander all right all right cool so next caller up we got nick him up hello hello yo what's going on nick him up man what, what what's up dog Taylor, what's up, Brian? How y'all doing? We doing all right, bro. Yeah, we're good, man. We're good. Uh, tough loss, but I didn't expect to win, so I'm not too too sad about it. Uh, yeah, I ain't I ain't expect but, to win uh, either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I got I got a question for you guys. Uh, trade questions. Uh, I know Detroit's interested in Mitchell. I love Mitchell. I really hate to see him go. Now I don't want him. I don't want to lose him for just money. To tell you the truth, so we can get something for him, uh, opposed to losing him for money. I know, uh, JLS, I think you were high on uh, Killing Hayes. Yeah, what if they would trade Killing Hayes? No. What if they would trade <laughs> Killing Hayes for Mitchell straight up? Well, yeah, you say no now, but in the end, if he walks away for money, you know, I mean, you'd if, be like, damn, we should have took that trade. But if, I mean, you say, I mean. If he's walking, if they have an indication that he's going to walk, of course, trade it. Yeah. Okay, yeah, then, then trade him if, if they have an indication he's going to walk. But personally, you seen today. You seen the last few month or two. Like yeah, yeah, you seen our yeah. defense. Like holy, like he's making a huge difference. I, I, I wouldn't trade him. I would pay him. Pay that I'm man. Just, I'm just throwing that out there hypothetically. You, you shot me up. You know. I know we need a point guard, <laughs> but but I mean, yeah, nah. Mm -mm. I, I know we need a point guard. We should we should have went after Lonzo instead of freaking Evan. We should have you know give gave him knocks. Right. <laughs> and you know we would have had we would have had at least Lonzo. But, uh, I whatever. Want, um, I, I wanted Lonzo this off season, and the Knicks ain't go after him. Yeah, yeah, we had yeah. the opportunity. Yeah, I was flip flopping on. He's tall too. I was flip flopping on. I, I was in and out on Lonzo, but you know he ended up being good. He ended up being good. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean he played defense, and you know his, his, his three pointing, you know, percentage went up, so his shooting got better. So, and he was playing defense. So, you know, if anything, he would have helped us out in that aspect of the game. Absolutely. Now I have another question. Another question. Jalen Brunson. Uh, I know they're not going to let him go, and then they're saying they ain't going to trade him. But if they would, would you trade quickly for him? Uh, and, and 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 the thing is, Brunson's going to cost them money quickly. I think he's on the contract. I think another two years after this year, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not looking it up, but so be, they'll still have a two guard to pair up with, uh, you quickly, know, Luca. Quickly for Brunson. Yeah. Yeah, question. but yeah, but here's the thing though, because um, 
Brunson trade, like, people think that trade's going to be easy. It's not going to be easy trade to make because both Dallas and Knicks are over the cap, and Brunson's only earning, like, 1.5 mil a year. So it has to be, like, so Dallas is going to probably have to throw, like, another piece, and the Knicks are going to have to, like, so, it, it's you know, the money's going to have to match. So that's the thing. You don't think it'll match? Quickly can't be making too much money, though. Quickly's contract, I, I mean, I haven't checked. But mm-hmm. I mean, Quickly's contract can't be that much. No, he's talking about whoever they add. He's no Ryan. Ryan is saying whoever, whoever, the Dallas adds to the contract, to the deal, we will have to match. That's what he's saying. Uh, no, yeah, I'm saying it, but Dallas, straight up, Dallas you can't do it straight cap. up. Yeah, but if it was straight up, you can't. You, couldn't you trade them straight up if, they, if if it matches? I mean, I don't know. I'm not looking at their salary, uh, and I didn't. I, I didn't check that. I don't think I'm ready to give up on quickly just though. yet, man. I don't think I'm ready to give up on quickly just yet, to be honest. I feel you, but we need a point guard. Yeah, we do need a point guard. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's still young. Bruns is still young, so – and, you know, they, they, Dallas doesn't necessarily – plus they got quickly for two years. They don't have to pay him. They got to pay Brunson. And then I don't know they're going to be able to afford to pay everybody. Yeah, I mean, Brunson's going to 120. What? Brunson's going to 120. Exactly. Uh, Mitch is going to 122. Uh, we got RG coming up a couple of years. Um yeah, it gets a little. I don't know if I want to play. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I'm not ready for that. I don't think I'm. I don't, I don't think I want to play quickly yet. I'm gonna keep that rookie deal. I, I understand that Roy Brunson gives on the defensive end. He's a little bit, a little bit more steady, for sure. But um, yeah, I'm not sure if I'm ready for that deal. What do you yeah, guys think I in think, the chat? Yeah, and also I think it'd be better for the Knicks to go after a point guard that's already under contract. I think for the Knicks to go after Brunson and then have to pay him in the offseason, then on top of that, they they, they got to pay Mitch and they got to pay RJ coming up. I think that's going to be a bit troublesome. Um, I mean, see, I want I want to go after Mobile. We would have to pay him too. Right. <laughs> right. Well, he, but he's, he's restricted though, is he not? Yeah, be if he's a free agent, yeah, he should be restricted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so maybe we can maybe no we guarantee steal him. we'll get him. Let's yeah. trade. Yeah, let's, let's we try trade. to you know they they, they got to lose him. We should have traded him, him for something. Knox last season when he was having a down <laughs> year. Damn it! <laughs> was... I mean, we got Cam now, so I guess whatever. <laughs> yeah, I saw I saw uh, I I put in the the trade tr- tracker myself for uh, McCullum, which I really kind of don't want because he's too old. Doesn't fit the timeline type of player can't really I mean point guard ish I mean I guess he could do what Burke does probably better but right. for what for yeah. what though it's it's one of those <laughs> things where he's not super old but because of the injuries that he's had he seems older than what he is you know what I mean <laughs> like he had like a back injury the year before and he had a collapse right but yeah which is concerning right. <laughs> it is but I just don't think you know two years I mean he's not gonna really be there after the two years and right. I know I, I hear, oh, this free agent is going to be available in those two years. We could possibly match it up to trade a disgruntled free agent. There's, I'm, I, you know, I'm tired of, you know, praying that someone's coming. So if they come, great. But if they don't, you know, we got to, you know, develop and just do our own thing and stop trying to, you know, pray that someone's going to come and save us. Yeah. So, but for that McCullum, for the McCullum, I did do, uh, did plug in three players, uh, I don't know if they'll be willing to take the three players, but this short contract will be Kemba, Burks, and Noel. I'll do that in a they're, heartbeat. They're, they're, Kemba, Burks, they're, and Noel. Actually, match for them. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. that contract's match woman. And remember, they only have two years too, so it's not like, and and they can you know buy out Campbell and flip uh, Burks themselves. Maybe someone else has you know three team trade to take Burks and give them a, a pick or something if they don't want Burks. Yeah, I would do that in a heartbeat. They're trying, they're trying, they're trying to free up money. So. Nah, I'll definitely do that. Oh yeah, I would. I would try to do something like that before you know, just you know, just uh, to really get. I mean, the thing is, do you think we would have to add something? Because I, I personally, I don't know. I don't. I, some people are high on McCullough. I'm thinking, oh, we got to add a, a pick to it. I wouldn't want to add any picks to it unless it's a second rounder. But I ain't giving them no first. Yeah, I don't want to give up a first uh-huh. either. I don't want to give up a first to a young piece. I would rather give up a second. I just, I'm, I'm just wondering. And in situations like that, when a guy who averages 20 points a game steadily for his entire career and shoots over 37% from three steadily his entire career, usually teams like that would want at least a pick for him. The only thing that might deter certain people is his injury history. You know what I mean? But, you know, he's McCollum is still a player, man. He's like a a three-level scorer who can get you 20. And I I do feel like he's – He's how good he is is understated because he's kind of in Dame's shadow a lot. So I feel like he's better than what he shows because he's in Dame's shadow. But at the same time, he's like the, the injury history is still a little bit concerning. He's like an old 30. So like are the injuries behind him? Uh, I don't know. Like if, if you're if you're if you're a guy on the Knicks and you're trying to bargain, you go, I'm concerned about the injury, so I don't want to give up a first. Here's some here's a seconds. <laughs> Will they go for it? I don't know, but I might go that route. What do you think? Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Actually, I wouldn't do that trade. Only for the simple fact that I don't know if I'm comfortable with, with the logjam at the wings with RJ, Fournier, CJ. Like, I don't know what that, what the, especially with Dibs as a coach, I don't know what that's, that's going to mean for Grimes' minutes. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that's going to mean for Cam's minutes. With any given Dibs, like Fournier, CJ, and he has R.J. Barrett. I'm kind of iffy on that move, just for the simple fact well, that it, 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 it might it might cut Grimes' minutes. It, it might not give Cam Reddish much minutes as well. Well, if Burks, okay, if Burks is playing backup point guard and small forward. He's gone, right? And then Kemba is gone. That means it'll be Derrick Rose's will be the point guard. I guess, right? It'll be Derrick Rose being the point guard. And that should open some minutes for at least Grimes. Well, I can see what you're saying. Because you're going to have to move somebody to the bench. Who are you going to move to the bench? Fournier? CJ? Right, because then you still have Fournier. Because then you still have Fournier. So it be Fournier, CJ, man. I see what you're saying. So you're saying, okay, so it would would make for it to really work in our favor, it probably best if you included Burks and Fournier, really. Yeah, that that's why I'm more comfortable with Fournier. Like, if 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 I'm gonna bring CJ in, I'm like Fournier has to go. That's my opinion because I feel like CJ can just slide in for Fournier, and then the extra guy that goes, then can't register take that spot, and then you keep then the minutes stay the same for Grimes, etc. That's a good point. Yeah, you're right about that. And then Lurch is the worst. We can um, buy out Kemba if anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. How's um how's Fournier's um contract though? Isn't it like an extra year past McCullum's? I don't know if they're gonna want. Uh, I'll, I'll pull up right. Extra year. I'll pull up right now. No, it's it's uh. Funny should be four years. Um, about what? But that third year is not guaranteed. Yeah, it's, it's, it's four. Yeah, it's 
Yeah, it's a team option for the fourth year. So the thing is, they would still save money. They would still save money, right? I mean, at least they would save money this season anyway. Like, because <laughs> it would just kind of be stretched out. They're, try, they're trying to resign Simmons, but when is Simmons up for his contract, too? That's another question. I mean, <laughs> right. They I don't think still, he's up. Like, if is he, it this year? Like, if you do Burks and if you do Burks and Evan Fournier, you'll still end up saving money because Burks is a team option in a couple of years. And then, and and that's like a year faster, a, a year sooner than um, CJ's contract ends up um, expiring. So you at least kind of save ten million in that regard. So, so. I don't know. Right. We'll see. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let me get back. All right, all right, man. Let me get back to work, guys. You guys have a good night, man. All right. I'll continue listening on my headsets. All right. I got you. The graphic is on the YouTube, man. If you guys, if you want to see what I'm talking about, I have the graphic on the YouTube so you can physically see what I'm talking about instead of just like trying to. (laughs) For those listening on podcast, podcast form on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher, head to the YouTube and watch watch the show on YouTube. It has some graphics to kind of illustrate what I'm talking about right now. All right. Cool. All right. All right, cool, cool, cool. I'm at midnight talking about trades. I feel like we talk all about the the really recent trade. Yeah, man. Uh, you yeah. got a super chat though. We got a super chat. Shout out to my guy Roddy Sanders. The final super chat says, "IQ needs more shots. Let him play the two. He plays well with Rose or a Deuce. CJ's equals less minutes for Deuce. Still think we need to stretch four or five more than a PG." Ah, things that make you go, hmm, more than a PG. I think an addition Ooh. to. <laughs> yeah, that'd be, that'd be nice an addition to. Like a I point think guard and a stretch four or five? <laughs> yeah, I want a point guard and a stretch five would be on my Christmas list. If you got a point guard and a stretch five, I'd be happy. Facts. I'd be happy because then Randall, Randall and RJ would run a muck going to the lane. <laughs> run a muck. For real. Especially you have a point guard who can play defense and yeah, set the team. Yeah, I'm with that. Yeah, it would, it would definitely be a different dynamic because you would have Mitch as the starter where he would like, of course, he's going to clock up the lane, but he's going to protect the rim. Mm-hmm. He's going to get your rebounds and this and that. Then you take Mitch out and you put in a stretch five. That changes the whole dynamic. Now you have more space on the floor. And if you keep RJ and Randall out there, like you said, they're going to they're gonna wreak havoc. Right, right. I feel you on that, and I and really low key, Ronnie said, "I'm tired of seeing IQ play the one. I just want him to shoot." That's pretty really what he's saying. <laughs> he's like he's having too much trouble trying to figure out how to play point guard and figuring out how to shoot at the same damn time. And I agree with you. He's having problems right now, but hopefully he gets it together. All right. Shout out to the chat man. Shout out to B Willis. Shout out to Alexander. Shout out to B Civilized. Shout out to Myth. Shout out to Dro Love to Hate. And everybody else is rocking with the KOT show. If you like the show so far, please hit that like button, hit the subscribe button. Also, shout out to uh, Kimmy Lowe. I think I saw Conan Ben Loyal earlier today. So, shout out to you. And also, shout out to D Nice. Um, that is our show, man. I think it's time to wrap it up. Next next show is going to be tomorrow night. Another late night show. Knicks versus these Nuggets. Uh, strap up. Be prepared. Because you already know what it is. The Jokic is no joke. Pun intended, all right? (laughs) (laughs) Like, he has our number, so it could get rough tomorrow on the back-to-back. But um, we're going to be here, tears and all, talking about these Knicks, all right? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> all right, man. All right. So you know what? Let, I'm gonna just end it there. Ryan, let them know where they can find you, sir. You can find me on Instagram at Sir G is chilling. Sir G is chilling. That's S I R G is C H I L L I N. You can also find me on my new page, Sir G's Corner, where you know I talk about Knicks basketball and also I talk about other sports and you know in general sometimes you know just to you know change it up a little bit. That's S I R G S C O R N E R, and you can also find me on Twitter at Ryan G K O T. All those places, all those places. Yes, sir. All right, all right, all right. And you already know, man. You can find, you can find us on uh, the KOT show, on Twitter. You already know that. Nigga Time Show on Instagram. Uh, Nigga Time Show on Facebook. Also check the blogs. We got some new blogs coming up. We got some blogs from Mikey. We got Ken writing up a storm. So definitely go to the blog. Go to nickatimeshow.com to read some of your favorite Knicks content writers contribute to Knicks Nation, so definitely do that. And you already know, if you want those snapbacks, head to nicktimeshow.com slash catalog to get your snapbacks, tees, whatever else you want, all right? All righty. Then, that is our show, guys. And um, you already know what it is, man, as always. Shut out the World Wide West. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. It's a mess out here, all right? That is our show. We are out of here.